Hello, everyone. Welcome to CSID's Firewall Chats podcast. I'm your host, Cody Gredler with CSID, and joining me is my co-host and colleague, Morgan Gravy. Hi, everyone. This podcast is brought to you by CSID. If you or someone you know has identity theft protection or has been a victim of a breach and received similar services, there's a good chance we helped power that product. CSID is a leading provider of global identity protection and fraud detection technologies for businesses, their employees, and consumers. For those of you that have listened to the podcast before, welcome back for another episode. And if you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining us. We've got a great episode lined up for you today. As a whole, we're hosting these podcasts in an effort to teach consumers and businesses more about the cybersecurity issues that are putting our identities at risk. Last episode, we learned how to protect your digital life with South by Southwest 2016 speaker, Nulo O'Connor, president and CEO of the Center for Democracy and Technology. And if you need a refresher on what South by Southwest is, each March, thousands of thought leaders flock to right here in Austin, Texas for a multi-day conference to share ideas and skills, discuss pressing trends, and network with other like-minded professionals. A key focus of South by Southwest are topics exploring privacy and security matters, so we feel right at home there. Today, we're exploring biometrics with Olga Raskin, an identity research manager at Novetta, and another South by Southwest speaker this year. Hello, Olga. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Before we dive into today's conversation, we'd love to hear a little more about your background. Can you share with us your role as an identity researcher? Sure. Um, So I do identity research, which involves biometric technologies and also online identity intelligence. So that covers pretty much anything related to identity. So I provide research and consulting services focused on managing, protecting, or just using identity data. So I've studied everything ranging from online anonymity to face recognition to location-based services on mobile phones to online data aggregators. So we understand you'll be presenting at South by Southwest. Can you tell us a little bit about your session? Sure. It's it's a solo presentation. It's called Face Recognition and Online Identity, um, and it's going to focus on how face recognition is used online and how it compares to traditional face recognition how well Facebook's algorithm performs and what it means for privacy. And this is a different space than people are used to because online algorithms work with images considered pretty challenging for traditional algorithms. That sounds really interesting. Can you share with us a little bit more about how sites like Facebook and Google Plus use face recognition? So right now they're using it to help users tag and organize their photos. So Facebook uses face recognition to generate tag suggestions, meaning that when users upload photos, Facebook determines whether the user's friends are in the photos, and then it presents the names to the user, and then they can confirm whether that's the right name for that person in the photo. For Google, most of the Google Plus's photo sharing features have actually moved to a new application called Google Photos, and that uses face recognition to organize photos by what subjects appear in them. I'm always amazed how Facebook can quickly decipher between my friends, family, and coworkers when I upload a picture. And its guesses are usually right. How accurate are these technologies? We learned that they're pretty accurate. Our testing showed correct tagging rates of over 95% with these images that are considered challenging because there's a lot of subjects, the illumination isn't even, there's all kinds of head poses. So that's pretty impressive. And Part of the reason it's impressive is that these companies are able to hire some of the industry's most talented people, and they've been also acquiring different biometric companies over time. Olga, what are some of the benefits and challenges of facial recognition technologies, specifically when it comes to privacy and security? 
Um, so one benefit is maybe using faces instead of passwords. Um, it can be more convenient and more secure. It can be considered safer in some cases because biometrics can't be stolen as easily as passwords. But a major challenge is just understanding the technologies and their limitations. So in the context of Facebook, people can be especially scared because their photos are linked to their profiles and their profiles contain a wealth of information about them. In the United States, there's no laws that strictly govern this space, and self-regulation has been a challenge because it's hard to get privacy advocates and the people actually implementing the technologies to agree on the rules and guidelines. Um, in Europe, it's a different issue. They've actually been able to sort of force Facebook to delete the data that they use for face recognition, but that's not really the case here. That's really interesting. But what is a common misunderstanding about face processors? Um, well, one myth people like to throw around is that you can just have a photo of a person and search across the whole internet and identify that person, and that's not really the way it works online. Um, these systems aren't built like that. They're very contained to certain sites or certain accounts, or they only work within one person's album. And another long-standing misconception is that you need high-quality images to perform face recognition, and our testing showed that that's just not the case anymore. And face detection and face recognition algorithms are improving over time, and we no longer need controlled passport-style photos. So on that note, I've seen a few articles about makeup artists who played with color and shades to trick public-facing facial recognition systems. Are there any solutions available for people who want to keep their face private and kind of want to deter this technology from pinpointing who they are on Facebook or Google Plus? So with Facebook and Google, really, you have control over what images you're providing in some cases, or you can untag yourself from certain photos. So rather than doing something like wearing glasses in all your photos or hats or other accessories to actually obscure your face, which could help, you can do something involving post-processing, like applying filters or degrade the quality of the image itself before uploading it. Those are some things that you, you could do. What about out in public? Out in public, there's um, not much you can do outside of obscuring your face with accessories or hats or something like that. And that's part of the reason people are so concerned with having regulations or at least best practices or laws governing face recognition specifically. How prevalent do you predict biometric technologies will be in the next five to ten years? Um, so I, I don't have a great answer for that. They're already prevalent in the government. Uh, the government has been using biometric technologies for years, so it really depends on how aggressively the private sector attempts to implement them and then also what kind of limitations are set. So, you know, Facebook and Google have been kind of quietly introducing face recognition in the United States because it's made photo sharing uh, much easier but we haven't really seen the sort of widespread usage elsewhere in the private sector. Um, there are smaller scale, interesting implementations popping up every now and then, like using face recognition to keep track of church attendance or using it for casino security, but nothing too widespread. I want to get your thoughts on how you think sharing and utilizing our biometrics and biological data will change the privacy and security landscape. I think that if it becomes widespread, and especially in commercial applications, people may really start to be concerned and call for stricter regulations. So privacy laws will need to be expanded to specifically address biometric data, which could entail rules about opting in or opting out of biometric system or stricter rules about companies disclosing how biometric data is collected, used, and shared. And it sounds like that's a lot of what you're going to be discussing at South by Southwest this year. Yeah, I'm going to point out the um, different applications of biometrics 
compare the commercial versus the public sector usages and definitely touch on the privacy concerns and what different agencies have been doing to address those and what discussions have been going on around that. Thank you so much for your time, Olga. This was a really great discussion. Thank you. And listeners, if you're headed to South by Southwest this year, be sure to catch Olga at her session, Face Recognition and Online Identity, the first weekend of the panel. If you're there, don't miss CSID's own Chief Innovation Officer, Adam Tyler, discussing the exploration of digital identities and modern underground currencies. If you like what you heard or have ideas we should explore next season, let us know by leaving a review on iTunes or share your thoughts on our social channels at Firewall Chats on Twitter and Firewall Chats on Facebook. You can also visit CSID.com for more great content, tips, and advice. And don't miss our next episode of Firewall Chats, where we'll explore what to do if your business has been hacked. Until then, have a great day, everyone.